but move on after three or five years of guaranteed income. What, what do you think? What, what do you think of the the problems faced then with rent rent to rent? But there's certain ways that you can go about it, and there's a lot of advice that I give to people. And literally, the first bit of advice is. You're listening to the Source Property Podcast, your number one source of tips and tricks for starting your property business. Hello and welcome back to another Source Property Podcast. I'm Rory Kenny and joining me today is Peter Baker. Peter Baker is the Development Manager from UK Rooms for Rent. Over to yourself, Peter. Tell us a bit about what you do. Rory, thanks for having me on the podcast. I appreciate it. So UK Rooms for Rent, we are a property management and letting specialist. We cover the majority of the UK and we provide full management services to a whole host of um, different clientele, private landlords, hedgerow fund investors, limited companies. We're a little bit more than your typical sort of letting agent because we're intrinsically involved in the back office side of things a lot. So we do a lot of compliance checks and we're very thorough on that side of things. And you'll see us more and a lot of people recognize us from networking events. So I do a lot of um, speaking at networking events up and down the country, delivering content. Uh, We provide articles for newsletters, uh, do training days and and podcasts. So yeah, we're out and about and um, doing the rounds. That's tough. Up to a lot. Up to a lot. <laughs> it keeps um, me busy. Yeah. Do you find yourself you get a lot of new, new landlords coming to you because they do not want to deal with the compliance side and it just takes removes that headache from them. Over yeah. Over, over time, I think I think the way compliance has changed over the last five years, especially, has just meant that a lot of landlords who used to be comfortable with doing things themselves are finding themselves in a situation where everything's moving too quickly. Now, when it's moving too quickly, you stand the risk of actually falling behind and getting yourself into problems and troubles, which will then cause fines, which will then ultimately, at the end of the day, just affect your income, affect your turnover, your property or your investment performance. So I'm seeing a lot of landlords um, shifting towards the agency side where they normally manage themselves before, but I'm also seeing quite a few landlords in the market looking at selling or looking at actually going down different routes or different options as an exit strategy. Okay. Yeah, because there's a lot. Of, I mean, you go to a lot of networking events, and I assume when you're there, what what's the more common questions you get asked when you find yourself at a at a networking event as a letting agency? Yeah, um, good question. Believe it or not, it's a lot of the networking events that I go to. Um, it's say if there's sixty, seventy people in a room, you've probably got about ten percent to fifteen percent who are kind of seasoned investors who know what they're doing, who are regulars, who are actively working within the property mm. world now uh, the networking events now on tending to find there's a lot of fresh new faces in yeah. the room all the time and this is good because it shows that the property industry is thriving it's booming and there's more people looking to get into it but one of the things that i get all the time is i have a ton of people come to me and you're a letting agent i want to do a rent to rent deal um but i don't know how to kind of go about it i'm not getting the right results now I've been in the industry since 2001, and for me, yeah. I take this for granted because I can actually have a conversation with somebody really openly and easily and convey everything that I need to convey to them in order for them to understand fully what I want out of a situation and vice versa. But a lot of people coming through now don't have that level of confidence. And it's very hard because if you're gonna do a rent-to-rent deal, essentially, it needs to be structured right, it needs to be approached right, and it needs to be gone about in such a way that everybody understands what's going on. And what I always say is, you need to be able to explain what you want as if you're talking to an eight-year-old. <laughs> yeah, that's it. rent, we're, rent we're, for dummies. That's it, <laughs> without the condescending side of things, yeah. But you've just got to really nicely explain things to people. 
Yeah. What, what do you think? What, what do you think of the the problems faced then with rent rent to rent? The biggest problem, one of the biggest problems faced with rent to rent is um, to save a networking uh, arena. Because I always talk about a networking arena because the importance of networking is paramount. You yeah, find all yeah. of your, you know, you get your JVs there, you get your next business partner, you get your next deals, anything you can find. And as soon as a lot of people figure out there's a letting agent in the room, they want to have a chat with you. And a lot of people come up to me and they say the following things. They go, hi, I'm looking to do rent to rent deals. Have you got any landlords at the moment that are struggling to fill their properties? Because I could offer them this, that, and the other. And it's like, right, that is what no. intrinsically. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. But that is intrinsically what everybody's trained to say. You know, the trained text yeah. says, this is what you should say. Now, there's a difference between the written text and actually how you go about things because the property world is like anything else. Uh, you heard the saying, people buy from people. Yeah. Right. It's exactly the people same. Business. Exactly. It's a people business. Exactly. It's a people business. Now, a lot of people think, look, it's, it's, it's the property industry this one and the other but it's not it's, it's, it's still the people industry because at the end of the day you can have a great product but if you're incapable of having a conversation that flows well that gets you the result you want then it kind of breaks down so a lot of people are like literally have you got any landlords that, that you want to give up now bearing in mind we're probably in the biggest property drought situation for the rental market that we've seen in recent years yeah. properties you know I'll advertise a property on the Monday come Wednesday I've got like 40 people want to go and see it why well, give it away in a way is that your yeah exactly so it is very hard for people looking to rent to rent I understand the reasons for the strategy it's the best sort of deal you can do without having to put in the most money up front yeah. and that is the appealing thing and it's a stepping stone that's towards to entry isn't ah, it exactly exactly it's a stepping stone towards the next sort of thing um, but there's certain ways that you can go about it and there's a lot of advice that I give to people and literally the first bit of advice is you need to be able to explain you need to be able to talk to the right person you need to be able to do a whole host of things so hopefully I can give you a couple of tips as to what works best in my opinion when approaching landlords uh, or, or agents or homeowners themselves there's loads of different strategies yeah. yeah well you touched on I know you touched on networking we've got another podcast for networking so you can tap into that one but then also yeah anything you can do you're, you're in the best position you must get approached all the time if you can give any tips to the listeners then perfect of course yeah of course so a lot of the time finding you when you're at a networking event you should utilise the networking event purely not for and this is a very hard thing to kind of get your head around when you're at a networking event you're basically buying a seat at the table you're in a position where you get to attend the event and get access to people that you wouldn't otherwise get access to in everyday sort of world or life. And that is an opportunity for you actually to have conversations and forge relationships with people. If your opening conversation with somebody is, have you got any landlords? Wow. <laughs> There's no build up. That's just like, that's just like going on a first date. Give me your client. Going on a first date and going, oh, do you want to move in? Yeah. <laughs> oh, steady up. I haven't figured out if you're a psycho yet. Um, <laughs> but no, it's exactly the same with the property industry. So what, I would, so what I would suggest is, you know, that shouldn't be your opening line. At the end of the day, when you go to the networking events, you go and you talk to people. How, what are you doing? How are you doing it? What gives you the best sort of success? What's worked yeah. for you? And something that I like the most about the property industry is that there are hardly any conversations that start around with the word no. Mm. Because yeah. everybody's genuinely invested in helping everybody else. And it's something that's so fantastic. So when you have a networking event, 
speak to people, try and forge those relationships with them to understand what they're about. Next time round, you can then start layering the conversation and building that rapport. And because it's such a, um, I don't want to say incestuous industry, but I could go to one networking event and then two weeks later go to another networking event at a different location and I see four of the same faces. Yeah. Because people that serial networkers get around and that's very important as well. If you're going to be doing any sort of business, especially rent to rent, what you don't want to be seen doing is turning up one week and going, oh, um, yeah, can I nick a landlord? Well, no, it doesn't quite work like that. And then they go and then they don't come back. You've got to build that trust element. Yeah. Um, my best sort of advice to people when you approach these conversations as well. To retain, retain to the same networking yeah, events. Exactly. Just, yeah, build exactly. Trust up, exactly. Build the, that potential build the trust. first, yeah. Absolutely. Build the trust. Keep returning to the same networking event. Um, I think you touched on it previously before. When you go to a networking event, if you meet somebody who you think might be a viable contact and they give you their business card, shout out to them. Um, when you're going to the event, oh, hey, are you going this month? It'll be good to kind of kind mm. of catch up again. Just keep that going. Now, that's for long-term game. And I think there's a lot of people that I speak to that are kind of like, oh, well, I've tried it, it hasn't worked. Well, how long have you tried it for? What's happened? Oh, I've tried it for a couple of weeks and it hasn't worked for a month and it hasn't worked. I need a change of strategy. Well, it doesn't fall in your laps. There are loads of ways to find rent-to-rent deals. So I've got a couple of little tips and pointers for things that I think work really, really well. When it comes to approaching people, you've got to think of the dynamic of who you're actually going to. So if you're going to approach a letting agent or an estate agent, right, you've got a property there that's been sticking on the market for a while. Have you got anything that you're struggling to let or sell? Because there's a story behind each thing. You might find that there's a property to sell that sat somewhere. You'll check it and right move and you might see that it's been online for six months and it hasn't sold. Yeah. What's the story behind it? You can find out several ways. Now, the first way is the most obvious, but people don't think about it. If you, How many times have you driven up and down and to and from your house and you've seen a for sale board and it's sat there for months on end? Yeah, loads of times. It happens. You just go past them, yeah. It so happens. You, that you suddenly want to, you look and you go, do you know what, I'm going to get this type of car or a black car next to me. You see that car everywhere in black. Oh, same, yeah. same sort of thing. Absolutely. Same, same sort of thing. You drive past the house, you see that there's a, there's a for sale board out inside time and time over again. Now, who's going to be living in that house? You've either got the owner, occupier, or you've got a tenant. You've got a 50-50 chance of knocking yeah. on that door and speaking to the owner directly. Why are you looking to sell? Oh, well, I've got a timeshare in Portugal and I thought I just bought another place over there and I want to move on sort of thing. All right, so how much income do you need in order to make it happen? That's fed a conversation. That's then a kind of relationship that you start forging because that yeah. vendor who's struggling to sell a property because it's tough market conditions, and it is, prices falling, increasing, it's it's neither here nor there. At the end of the day, all the time the mortgage rates are high, buyers are gonna struggle, especially at the higher end. That's your instant opportunity to be able to offer and offer the potential of doing that rent to rent deal. And that's just generally talking to people in your local area. Exactly. Letting them know what you're doing, as opposed exactly. to just hammering sort of letting agents and going through the door of estate agents or wherever. It's just, it could be on your doorstep, like you're saying. Oh, absolutely, and I think, <sighs> If you start off the conversation, hi, can I have your house for a company let? <laughs> Straight away, it's like, no. Because when people say company let, what everyone actually thinks you're saying is, can I turn your house into an Airbnb party zone? Yeah. And people don't want that sort of thing because, you know, it might be a nice residential area. So it's, so it's for conversations. Explain it as if they were an eight-year-old. And literally along the lines of, 
I can be in a fantastic opportunity to offer you, subject to agreement and the correct contracts in place and everything, I could offer you whatever rental income you need as long as it stacks up within reason on a three or five year deal to comfortably allow you to move on. You still own the asset, but move on at three or five years of guaranteed income, no gaps in it whatsoever, no expenditure. I'll take care of everything. You haven't yeah. got to worry. And the best thing is, if you sell the asset now in the current market, due to the fact that the prices are fluctuating and mortgage rates are going up and down, you might struggle getting the buyer at the right price you want. If you sell it in three or five years time, when the prices would have naturally gone back up again, you'll benefit. Your capital growth would be absolutely fantastic. That is a conversation. Yeah, and that's what, that's, so they could even be looking to sell and you've turned the conversation around, highlighting the benefits of capital growth, while at the same time, Again, going back to relationship management, you take you find mm. out what their pain was, which I do not want to be dealing with landlord. I do not want to be a landlord, but uh, so I'm going to sell. I said, mm. well, you could do, but I also do want the capital appreciation. So that's the answer to it. Then isn't it? They can keep hold of it, but then take that all that pain away from them. But it's finding out again that relationship, speaking to them, building the trust. Today, open up and say, well, really, what it is actually in all this? I just don't want to be a landlord. You go well okay and then you're straight into it instead of company let like you said yeah abso absolutely in fact that's for personal approach you know no whether or not it's a company let is neither here nor there mm. because i meet you know i meet you i knock on your door and i'll have a chat with you and you go well, actually i like the sound of that cool subject to contract brilliant if i've spent that time developing that relationship with you and then i put a contract in front of your face and you go what's this limited company name Oh right, it's fine. I've, I already know what you want to do, so that's the softer way of going about it. Um, when you approach letting agents, and this and this is something as well, I can always tell when there's been like an academy course somewhere. I can always tell. Literally, I'm a property investor. Yeah, I'm going to buy. Literally, our, our phones, <laughs> our phones are like, oh yeah, I've seen you got this flat up for rent. Um, I'm interested in doing a company let. Can someone get back to me about it? Now it's literally straight away. That's like it's pretty much the biggest red flag for a letting agent ever, because it's like right, you've only to go down the conversation of right. So you want to do a company let, but you've only just started your company two weeks ago. You've got no assets. You've got no collateral. You haven't even filed your first year returns. Cool. It looks like you've just done a little training session at academy somewhere. You've paid for a seat at the table to do that. Great, but I don't know anything about you you haven't been running or operating it's not a viable option but essentially what they're doing they're kind of saying to you without wearing the balaclava and waving the shotgun around give me the keys to that flat and your landlord's details now because i want to take the business away from you and it's like wow as opposed to i had a guy phone me up the other day and he had probably one of the best approaches ever now i know the guy which kind of makes it a little bit better than just a cold call and he phoned up and said look you built that relationship, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> had a networking. Well, no, well, that's it. That's it. And, and I did meet him at a networking event, albeit oh, all, albeit two years ago. Yeah. But I keep in contact with people I meet at networking events because it's a very small world. You see people so many different times and time and time over again. And he phoned me up out of the blue and said, "Look, you got this appointment on Ancoats in Manchester. I'm really interested in taking it. The rent's about what, what eleven hundred quid a month. What's your management fees on it?" I said, well, look, I charge the client 10% plus that on this, um, so it's, what, £110 plus that. Right. Would you have a chat with a landlord about getting getting me a deal on it, a three- to five-year lease? Uh, I'm going to cover your agency fees. So I will pay your management fees mm. for your agency for three to five years. You haven't got to worry about anything there. I'll take care of all the minor maintenance. It's an apartment, 
so it's in a block so anything major structurally that goes wrong he's down to the management company to help out on the insurance companies to work through i'll take care of any minor maintenance or anything like that and um, i'll even throw in the payments for the service charges and the ground rent as well now that that's a conversation yeah would you not want that if you was an agent or even a landlord directly someone's got to pay the rent for three to five years and the management fees on top of that we haven't got to worry now from an agent perspective i don't have to advertise it i don't have to go and do any viewings there i don't have to worry about the certificates being renewed because they do that as part of the agreement i don't need to worry about voids i don't need to worry about doing new tenancy agreements or anything like that for a period of three to five years that is the way yeah. that you structure that sort of conversation i think that's that's the key really for, for the lessons learned is in you've got I think all these courses and everything else, the training, it's always pitched at the landlord, mm. what you can do to get the landlord on board, which is great. But if you're speaking to letting agents, you've got to, again, understand what's your headache. And if you can get uh, your management fee paid, so you don't have to, you're managing the property, but then you don't have to pay, you don't have to send anyone out because these guys are going to manage it themselves. Then that's a, that's a win-win for you guys. You're getting your management fee, but then you're also getting it managed by the by the sort of co-renter. Yeah. So. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. And it's probably the best sort of formula to work out. So look, rent to rent is a quick, easy, well, not a quick strategy at all. It is the easiest thing for people who are new in the property world to go and do because it's a minimum don't kind of deposit, input. Don't need to deposit, don't need but, your bill cost, don't need all this. But that's it. But yeah. depending upon how you structure the deal, you'll still need to probably play, you know, the client three months rent in advance or three mm. months deposit and you'll have your solicitor's fees for drawing up the contracts. There's still a little bit of expenditure, but you can literally get a deal done with a minimum of five grand. Yeah. You find the right deal and you structure it well, you can get it done. But on that, when it comes to doing these deals, a lot of people are really keen to take the first thing that comes to them. And something that I say to everyone is don't rush to make a mistake. Yeah. If you've got a support network around you who can teach you how to do it properly, and how to do things as opposed to just throwing as many things at a wall as you can in the hope that one of them will stick, then you're gonna be a lot better off because you'll be able to then go back and refer to whatever sort of training or help or assistance you've got and then just structure everything right. Don't go for the first deal that falls in your lap. Don't yeah. rush to make a mistake. And if people offer you help, take it. Yeah. Look at them, talk to them because you're new. These people might have 10, 15, 20 years experience. Yeah. Would you say it's like a, as when you're paid to probably you say it's a numbers game as well, you have got to just go through the numbers and you've got to be a bit uh, thick skinned in the sense that you are going to get told no quite a lot, but just keep moving forward and just take that to the next person, to the next person. Yeah, I think I think any I think any new investor or any, anyone new out there who's looking to do this sort of deal literally does need to be like a rhino. They need to have that kind of, <laughs> you know what I mean? They need to have that level of thickness in the skin where they just you know like you might get 50 no's and a yes yeah and you're getting better your pictures that, getting yes, better you exactly. understand them more as you're going through it so exactly. you don't want to become demotivated yeah. by that you want to just learn from each time and go okay I'm going to be a bit better at this pitch I'm going to be a bit and again go to that next networking event to get a little bit better do you, do you ever find anyone in these networking events doing sort of in a way like the rent to rent on steroids which would be like the lease option do you ever get that coming at you to say we want to try and purchase the property in a few years time as well suppose for you guys that being note that is literally taking the client then isn't it yes yeah <laughs> yeah yeah literally it's like i think i think to be honest with you what i tend to find and i'm not too sure if everyone else finds this as well at networking events that sort of strategy is for your next level investor 
Mm. probably not for a newbie investor because you've pretty much got to have a decent amount of experience and understanding and knowledge in order to be able to structure that deal now there are loads of people out there that can specialize in lease options and do the best sort of deal so it works out it's a fantastic strategy but i generally find that when you look at your investment model ladder it's probably the next step up or the next step yeah. up from that uh, apart from kind of just outright purchasing properties because you're kind of building up you know if you can get a couple of rent to rent deals going and you start building that cash flow building that pocket then you build the experience to do those deals like you said that will then be the next progressional thing it's just like when i speak to landlords who started off a single let they then went to hmos and now they want commercial to residential conversions yeah and that's it because it seems that that's their next step but networking is exactly the same when we go to networking events they want that next level of, of that next level of networking. They want to be able to have a round table. Or they want to be able to have like a masterclass or a mastermind, or they want to be able to have something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a tight knit community yeah. where they can just have conversations with investors at their own level. So I don't find as many of those sort of deals coming around. But normally in a room, literally, all oh, right, quick show of hands, what are you doing? Uh, half a dozen people, a dozen people might be deal sources. <laughs> Right, okay, so deal sources, cool, brilliant. I, I have a chat with them. That's a completely different subject for a different podcast. The ones just for the bar. <laughs> some no, for the bar, some deal sourcing. Oh, <laughs> you know, I meet, I meet some people at networking events that are like, yeah, I'm a deal sourcer, come and have a chat with me, this, that and the other. Cool. <laughs> so, um, right, brilliant. I work with deal sources a lot. And I do, I work with a lot of deal sources. Uh, deal sources for us are a fantastic method for us to actually get in touch with new investors and forge those relationships and help bring on portfolios and expand our network. Yeah. But you start having a chat with somebody who's just put their hand up and said, oh, I'm a deal sourcer. Oh, brilliant. How, how many deals have you sourced in the last 12 months? Oh, I only started last week. <laughs> oh, come on. It's, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, so you either get deal sources in the room uh, and that's not to discredit deal sources who are experienced because yeah. there are tons out there and I work with a lot of the decent ones. They know who they are. Um, uh, what I get a lot of in the room as well is there are a lot of people that either want to do service accommodation just straight out or they want to do deal sourcing or they want to do rent to rent. And that is pretty much the three typical sort of models that we get. Yeah. It's rare that I go to an event and I find a, a buy to let landlord or a HMO landlord. It's definitely the flavour. I suppose you touched on there, there's a lot of people doing rent to SA as well, aren't they? I suppose course, you get yeah. two, you get some people that are looking for the more volume hmm. because they're looking to just source rent to rents. So they want to get that in place. Maybe they can get a good contact. Uh, a landlord's got a lot of properties or even a company yeah. and they're sourcing in volume. But then you'd also get the ones who want to build their own rent to rent, which I suppose that's less volume for them because they're taking them on themselves. So they can only so many they can take on a month. Yeah, but someone who's sourcing mm. could source a hell of a lot a month. So you must get that mm. angle as well, where they're just after that one contact, that how many properties have they got, or Massively, how many have you yeah. got, or what landlords have well, got volume. That's why I like dealing with a lot of deal sources, to be honest with you, because deal sources will have access to, you know, they'll be dealing with prolific landlords who kind of are buying properties that already have existing portfolios in place. Um, and be able to kind of easily kind of exp expand the network and kind of make it happen like a lot sooner for you. Um, but rent to SA, you know, I don't get anyone that comes to me. So here's, here's the interesting thing. Loads of people come to me and they're like, oh, rent to rent. Nobody ever comes to me and says rent to SA. Yeah. So it's like, well, if they're not coming to me asking for rent to SA, uh, I'm not going to be all like, oh, why not? I'm upset because I'm not, because it's not a conversation that I could probably have. But if they come to me, you know, where are they going to? You know, where are they finding those rent to SA deals? Because that's a completely different animal. Mm. You know, you've got to be looking at more new build apartments, something that's kind of seaside based, something that's actually got something about it. You know, you're not going to 
try and do a rent to SA deal in the middle of, in, you know, you know, the middle of nowhere because it's just yeah. not going to work. You know, so these are all focused around city centres, um, and rent to SA deals it's as prolific as they can be in the fact that you could earn a shed load of money out of it. Property owners are now more aware and more savvy of what you want to do. So yeah. if you're looking to do a rent to rent deal, don't use the word company. Yeah. Forge your relationships first. That's my biggest tip. Don't use the word company. Forge your relationships first, and then see how it so goes. Is that, is that the is that the biggest not to do that you've got? Abs absolutely, absolutely. Any conversations? Oh, I'm looking to do a company let straight away. Bosh, yeah. right, done. Yeah. Now, recently there was actually a bit of a t a bit of a probably the one in a million case scenario where I've had a call from somebody who um, has said, right, I want to do a company let. I'm calling from XYZ and straight away you don't need to do your research. This company are like one of the most well known companies or organizations well, that, that then, yeah. <laughs> on the planet and you kinda of go Okay, cool. Yeah, let's just make it happen. So <laughs> look, we are open for doing it, but it just needs to be structured right, approached correctly. But more importantly, we're just an agent. Yeah. We're a stepping stone. So I have to do the explaining to my client as yeah. to what the deal is and how it's structured. So, which is why I speak from a point of confidence when I literally say, you need to explain what you want very thoroughly, very clearly to whoever you're gonna do the deal with so that they completely understand the expectations and know exactly what's gonna happen at each stage. Yeah, no, okay. Yeah, so rent to rent for dummies, build that trust, <laughs> yeah. build those relationships and and yeah, don't use don't use company. We got that one in there as well. No, no, that's re really useful. I mean, because that, that, that should help a lot of the listeners out there because I know the first, like we mentioned before, barriers to entry, the first strategy that a lot of the new guys are going to go into is rent to rent. And you don't, it'll be unfortunate to go into that and um, uh, to get shot down straight away and then walk away from property because there's so much it can provide and you could just walk away from it because you're disheartened by that. Mm -hmm. But if you go in there with the right sort of knowledge, like you said, being a letting agent yourself, I mean, how long have you been doing it for now? I mean, you've got years of experience. So. What, 20, 21, so what, 22 years since I started selling, probably doing, been doing lettings since what, 2005? Yeah. So it's like, what, you know, 18, just coming off 18 years worth of lettings, straightforward experience. It's, um, yeah, look, I, I get to, I, I see a lot of people, you know, I've met a lot of people that have had interesting strategies and conversations and, and ways of doing things. And, and really, keep it simple. Just keep it so, so simple. I've, I've had conversations with people before, Rory, and I've got to tell you this, where literally they've come to me with something, a deal, and I've made it happen, and they've overcomplicated, they've over-egged it so much. They've actually talked themselves out of, a, a talked themselves out of the deal, and be annoyed the client to the point where the client's yeah. just gone. I can't do that. And at the time, you know, some of these deals, if you structure them right, can be absolutely like prolific. But you spend all that time and attention putting the effort in. If you don't know what you're doing, if you don't know how to kind of tie it off at the end, it's just pointless. It's a, I think it's a brilliant point for for any strategy. Because oh, if absolutely. you're trying to just keep just keep it simple yeah. and take it back to the basics. Well, like we, we, I know we mentioned it at the start. Keep it just it's a people, it's a 100%. people thing. So just yeah, build those relationships. Mm. Uh don't overcomplicate it. But no, I that's great. No, thank you, Peter. Uh, some useful information for the guys out there. So yeah, thank you very much. Not a problem. So that's it for today. We hope you found the information useful and informative. But remember, our work doesn't stop here. At Source Franchise, we are dedicated to helping our clients succeed in the property investment and franchise industry. 
we are the first and only franchise of our kind providing not just training but also knowledge and property leads and even funding through sourced capital if you want to take the next steps in your property investment or franchise journey don't hesitate to reach out to us you can send us an email or download our perspective at sourcedfranchise.co for more information we are committed to providing you with all the tools and resources you need to succeed. We hope you enjoyed the content. If you did, please consider giving us a five-star rating, leaving a comment or hitting the like button below. Your support helps us to continue creating valuable content for you. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Remember, at Source Franchise, we're here to help you every step of the way. You're listening to the Source Property Podcast, your number one source of tips and tricks for starting your property business.